Welcome to Public Historians at Work, a podcast series from the Center for Public History at the University of Houston. Over the course of the 20th century, Houston evolved into a global city as immigrants from across the world came to call the city home. In this special supplement, undergraduate students from the University of Houston explore Houston's undertold immigrant stories. Together, they reveal a range of experiences that uncover often overlooked textures of the city. In this episode, students recount the lives of Jewish Latin Americans who settled in 1960s and 1970s Houston. These immigrants belong to two ethnic groups, and while building a life in their new homes, they created a new community of their own. Let's listen in. As we move through life, our identities and the communities we attach to them are constantly changing. For some, this means moving to a new city or country. For others, it means creating new communities where there were none before. Today, we will explore the story of Enrique Cooperman, one of many Latino Jewish immigrants coming to Houston and also explore the new community he helped to create. I'm Luis Zuluaga, and I would like to tell you a story about immigration and community. I present to you Cooperman and Hebraica Houston, the creation of a new community. Cooperman was born in Santiago, Chile, in 1939. At the time, Chile's attitude towards Jewish people was heavily influenced by the country's devout Catholicism. In his autobiography, Sketches of a Life, Cooperman describes the anti-Semitism he faced on a daily basis. I remember feeling embarrassed, as if I were a foreigner in the country where I was born, and also feeling afraid when I saw for the first time Chileans burning the figures of Judas in the hills of Valparaíso, chanting and emphasizing that Jesus died at the hands of the Jews. These experiences influenced his interest in the Zionist movement and leadership within the Jewish communities around him. In his youth, he led many Zionist organizations and later made his aliyah to Israel, serving during the 1967 Six-Day War, and the 1973 Yom Kippur War. He lived in Buenos Aires for a time, as he served as a delegate for the World Jewish Agency. After like uh, two years, I got an offer to go back to South America as a delegate for the Jewish Agency, and we were living in Buenos Aires like four years. And... In Buenos Aires, was a very dramatic time when they persecuted uh, the leftists and many of the Jewish kids were involved in, in left organizations and we were trying to save uh, lives, kids. The military regime, they really killed and killed many of the Jewish kids. I was in charge of moving like 400 or 500 kids from Buenos Aires 
तो इस In 1980, Cooperman immigrated to Houston to pursue his studies in education. He paints us a picture of isolated Latino Jews struggling to adjust to their new American homes in Houston. And using his experience in being a leader for Latino Jewish communities, he took action. Several Jewish families. That they didn't have a connection among themselves, and some of them they were not connected to the Jewish community. So I decided to create a new organization here, and uh, then later on we called it Ebraica. The Ebraica started with one night that I looked at the yellow pages and in the list of the congregations here. Jewish names, family names, with Latino names. I send letters to all of these people, inviting them to the. I think the name was Mark Hotel. That Mark Hotel, and we organize a, a, a night for Latino American Jews in Houston, and we have. A full a salon with people. I would say more than a hundred people came. Very important for the Latin American Houston to know each other first, and second to make sure that we have a connection to the organized Jewish community here in Houston. And so, Ebraica Houston came to be. The goals of Ebraica Houston were to help bring Latino Jews together as one, and assist them in their integration in America, including the Houston Jewish community. But why was it so important for Latino American Jews to be connected to each other in Houston and have an organized Jewish community? Cooperman's upbringing in Chile and experiences under other oppressive regimes, where Jewish people were constantly facing anti-Semitism, shaped the lens he used to view America. He saw America as a country where there is freedom without limits. Everyone is American in America. Everyone is an immigrant in America, and so they should come together. In America. Uh, has been always a, a place of multicultural uh, enterprise. Nobody is ashamed in this country to be, or maybe in the past was not, uh, to be a Muslim or to be a Hindu or to be a Latino or whatever. Uh, the, this society always uh, stimulate, you know, encourage the the multiculturalism. And, and I saw it as a plus. It's different when our parents came to Russia, Chile. They wanted to become Chilean. In America, nobody cares. You are American, but beside that, you be anything you want. You know, they respect you if you want to be different. You don't have to be. You can be different, and, and you have the right to be different. And this is very important. And I thought 
that will be very artificial and phony try to become an America when you will never be uh, a Native American. In my opinion, uh, the important thing was to feel good about what you are and not to become the other guy, you know? In addition to emphasizing how important coming together as a group of Latino was to a break at Houston, Cooperman also emphasized how important it was to come together and integrate into the larger Jewish community in Houston as well. The second thing to be integrated community, we are Jewish, you know, and it's important to to become part of the Jewish community. And some people, they feel sometimes rejected coming as an individual. It's much easier to come as a group. Integrating Latino Jews into the larger Jewish community in Houston put way to the idea that there was power in numbers. And coming as a group allowed for easier integration into the Houston despite cultural differences. While many of Hebraica's efforts Focus on newly arrived Latin American Jews, Hebraica also organized programs for the broader community. To give you an example, we were the first one, the Hebraica, bring the Hasidic festival from Israel to you. And we offered this to the entire community. We had close to a thousand people in Beit Yishurun and the second time at JCC, the Hasidic festival, I don't think that they do it anymore, but used to be a festival in Jerusalem where Hasidic music groups uh, perform. During the years Ebraica Houston was active, it provided a space for Houstonian Latino Jews to come together and settle happily in their new homes with the support network of people with similar backgrounds. However, like all good things, Hebraica Houston did not last forever. Seven or eight years later, Hebraica Houston members decided to close the organization. According to Cooperman, people believed the job was finished. Since Hebraica members had formed their own group and integrated themselves into the Houston Jewish community, they believed the goal of the Braica Houston was accomplished. Almost everybody is integrated somehow to the community. They are active in, in campaigns and this and that. We don't need an organization. Secondly, people were trying to avoid what Cooperman called an insular ghetto and become the most American that they can be. Looking back... Cooperman believed it was wrong that the people in Hebraica Houston wanted to avoid a ghetto and that they liked the sentiment of complex. He states he is a proud of who he is and that he does not embrace the American life to its full extent. So what? I am from Chile. I tell to everybody I don't care and I speak Spanish and I have an accent and I don't want to change things. I don't want to speak uh, American English. It's not me. I'm not. But some people do. 
you know, some people want to become the most American that they can be. In the early 1990s, Cooperman and the community felt it was best to close Ebraica. People began to stop showing up for activities and other events. However, Cooperman would later regret the decision and blamed it on selfishness, referring to Latin American Jews arriving in the United States recently. Because you can see how these people are looking for the other Latin American Jews, you know, and, uh, and we are not there for them. Even though Ebraica Houston was disbanded, Cooperman is aware Jewish people from Latin American countries are still coming to America. If Ebraica Houston was still around today, the new immigrants could have received additional resources to help them assimilate into America and had a welcoming community to join. Enrique Cooperman's story highlights the importance of community and the impact it can have on immigrant lives. Despite the challenges he's faced in Chile, Cooperman persevered and found a way to create a new home for himself and other Latino Jewish immigrants in Houston. Although Ebraica Houston is no longer active, the legacy it left behind lives on as a reminder that, even in the face of adversity, we can come together to create something beautiful. Thank you for joining us for this special episode of Public Historians at Work. You can hear more recorded immigrant stories at the UH Special Collections Houston History Project at libraries.uh.edu. To learn more about the Center for Public History and support student work like this episode, find us at uh.edu slash class slash cph or on social media at UHCP History. Remember, we are all keepers of our history. Music